Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the number one Sunday Times bestselling author of Her Majesty's Royal Coven, comes the stunning sequel, The Shadow Cabinet. Join the witches of Hebden Bridge for more magic, mayhem and romance as they take on dangerously sexy warlocks and witchfinders. Available in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Bridgerton star Nicola Coughlin. The Shadow Cabinet, the new novel from Juno Dawson, is out now. Hello, welcome to So I Got to Thinking, your weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you're listening to Carrie's Stuffed Toys, Dylan B. Jones and Juno Dawson and you join us for our weekly recaps of And Just Like That season two hi dylan hi but if we're the stuffed toys which one of us is lily and which one of us is brady <laughs> i'm definitely lily <laughs> evil goddess juno dawson as lily golden black york yes um how are you i'm good i'm good i, I enjoyed the um, I feel like I'm so British. I always talk about the weather. I enjoyed the one day of summer we had this oh, week, last yeah, week. That was, that was pleasant, yeah. That was we, one we day. Um, I've just got back from a lovely week in Devon. Yes. Which is, I feel refreshed, refreshed. <laughs> you met an um, otter. I did. I befriended an otter who held my hand. It could be that she was trying to eat my finger, which is how <laughs> apparently how Terry Nutkins lost a finger. Oh. Um, notably, an otter ate Terry Nutkins' finger. There is a fact that... <laughs> a bit of trivia for that you. That is going to bewilder our international fans. <laughs> um, I encourage you to Google Terry Nutkins. Um, enjoy yourself. Um, yes, Dylan, this week we have been watching episode nine, There Goes the Neighbourhood. Yes. Dylan, do you have a potted synopsis? I do indeed. So... Uh, things are moving very quickly for Carrie and Aiden. Very quickly. Um, she uh, is has made the decision to really move on and is 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 looking at new apartments um, because she and Aiden get unceremoniously booted out of Chase's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte and Miranda's storylines are intertwined this week. Because mm-hmm. their offspring are intertwined. Um, or, or are they? <laughs> or are they? Yeah. Actually, yeah, we don't know this for sure. Yeah. But uh, quite a cursed 
the a cursed storyline from two cursed oh. offspring, <laughs> Lily and Brady. Uh, they must not be allowed to reproduce. Oh God, my imagine God. Yeah. the nexus of evil that would come from those two. Che, uh, not much for Che this week. Che meets someone, Toby, who comes into the veterinary surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this encounter sort of spurs Che to start thinking about doing their comedy again. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia, Naya, Naya is shagging. <laughs> now it's finished her, she's finished her cake and she's shagging mm-hmm. and um is that it oh lt lisa yeah uh, lisa t- lisa todd wexley and her husband lisa is exhausted lisa lisa is burning the candle at both ends and um is overworking herself and it's although get- there's a twist twist at the end Yes, yes. Mm, so we'll major, get, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah major twist. news. Ma- major and Seema is having sex and Anthony's having sex. Oh my God, there are so many characters, uh, Dylan. <laughs> Although I, th- I thought they, whether for better or worse, this time all the characters got some airtime. Got like, a, got, 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 a, all the characters got a story this week, which is good, I suppose, but also is too much because as we've just seen just then, I forgot about four of the characters. <laughs> and no, nobody gets a very fulfilling storyline. So it feels a bit like we're on a small plates menu. Have we talked about how I love small plates on this podcast before? No, but go ahead because I you're preaching to the converted. So when I go out for a meal, I just want my lovely three courses, a small, exciting starter, a hearty, yet not overwhelming main course, yeah. and then a delicious pudding that is feels like an exciting treat in some way what i do not like is small plates for several reasons oh you don't like you don't like small plates no i hate small plates. oh okay right because i feel like you never get enough (laughs) you over order it feels like a scam to try to get you to way order above the odds like a small plate that is nearly the same as a large plate that is true so they're like like yeah when they're like oh um so they're 12 pounds each and i think you, you could maybe have four or five and then when you do the right? math, you're like, what? <laughs> you have you have been robbed. You have been robbed in a restaurant. And none of them feel like, you know, sort of like, oh, it's, you know, li- delicious prawns. And it comes out and it's two fucking prawns. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And so it feels like that's what we're slightly getting with Unjust Like That, which mm. is it feels like we're getting a small plate menu. So, yeah, we're getting a lot of things to taste, but none of them are very filling. That's very and- good, very good analogy. Thank, thanks, everyone. Um, <laughs> I like small plates, actually, in restaurants. I don't like small plate television, but I like small plates in restaurants because in restaurants, as in life, I like to try everything. And I feel like I'm missing out if I haven't tried everything. So that's why I like small plates. But See, you... that's the difference between Dylan and Juno. <laughs> we've just we've just really boiled it down. To, 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 to restaurants. Juno wants one thing done well. <laughs> Dylan wants lots of little things. <laughs> To try everything. <laughs> done mm. done to varying um, qualities. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, so, yeah, so that's what I feel like we're getting. And, and once again, it, it feels like these sort of meandering threads about Anthony and Giuseppe and Seema and the film director, to my mind, are slightly coming at the detriment of the main cast of, of Miranda, Charlotte and Carrie. It feels like... We're just not spending that much time with Carrie Miranda and 
yeah. and Charlotte, and which I'm is also, bugging me a little bit. I'm also frustrated. I was frustrated with the Lillian Brady storyline because I was like, yes, like this is a storyline that involves um, two of the main characters, Charlotte and Miranda, mm-hmm. two of the OGs. And like, yes, a couple of their interactions around it were kind of, you know, slightly amusing. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, this is not about their lives. I want to know like how Miranda's feeling about how her life's developing. And we've seen Charlotte at work, but we haven't mm-hmm. seen, I want a fucking work storyline with Charlotte. Like this is such a big deal for Charlotte mm-hmm. and such an amazing thing that she's had the courage to like go back to work. I want a storyline about her smashing it at work, like doing an amazing gallery opening, like meeting yeah. new up and coming artists from Brooklyn. Like why are we just getting these fluff storylines with Charlotte? I want something tangible that I can get my teeth into. I know what you mean. Well, again, we want we want a main dish. Well, we want yeah. the main course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's take them one at a time. Yeah. Let, let's go through. Because it feel This is why I'm finding this whole thing quite frustrating. Because I feel like I'm being really negative. And each week, there is some good. Mm. I, d- I don't think... Again, I don't think we've quite reached the dizzy heights of the episode with the dust balls. Which felt like proper sort of sex in the city. Yeah. Um... I uh, I laughed my- I laughed a couple of times in this one like properly laughed, um, excellent, which is good, and yeah. yeah, I thought this one was like average. It wasn't like terrible, yeah. and it wasn't amazing. And it does it does feel like we're moving really fast. It feels like time time moves at a different speed in and just like that than it ever used to do in Sex and the City. Well, I even I even for a minute was like, have we missed? Did I miss an episode? And then I was like, no, that's impossible. Because when Carrie mentioned, like, she's already been to the house in Virginia yes. and met the kids mm-hmm. and everything, and then Charlotte, like, is suddenly just in full swing at work, and I was like, I feel like I've missed an episode, which is not, that's not a good sign. No, so some time has moved on, so we we last saw Carrie going off to Virginia to meet Aiden's kids. We start at the top, where she's now back in Manhattan, and... um. It turns out Aiden's youngest child, Wyatt, is a goblin. <laughs> the, kids, know how else. the kids in general do not come off well in this show. Like, they're all arseholes. Mm. <laughs> um, with the exception Digital of... native villains. Yeah, yeah, like Rock. Rock's all right. But the rest of them are like an absolute fucking nightmare, all of them. <laughs> yeah. So Wyatt's being a turd. But as everybody points out, he's 14. Um, yes. Carrie probably did the most. <laughs> Yeah. Like, can you imagine meeting Carrie for the first time? Oh, God. She'd be, I, she'd be recommending you books. I was going to say, I bet, she, be... I bet she bought them all, like, first edition books of, like, what she thought matched their personalities. <laughs> yeah, insufferable. Like yeah. Um, so we, we did, but again, why didn't we see this encounter? Sure, not tell. Yeah, I so was it's like, like... We're being told. We're being told how that meeting went. Yeah, and it made me realise, like, as, as much as we hate it when any of them leave New York... It made me realise mm-hmm. I actually wanted to see her at that house, in at the farmhouse. Yeah. I would have liked seeing that. I mean, maybe we still will. Who knows? Although this episode, so the, if we stick with the Carrie plot for a bit, it yeah. felt very meta, like almost unnecessarily meta, mm. in that we've kind of got the her listing her apartment as being some metaphor for Carrie sort of letting go of her past. Mm. But then we've also got the so the question that we've had on this podcast and that I'm sure everybody has had, which is if Carrie is gonna get back together with Aiden, 
Like, what's she going to do if she needs to break up with him? Like, she can't break up with him again. She's already broken up with him. She's broken his heart twice um, in that she cheated on him. And then she refused to marry him, which I've always said was on Aiden. He was being a bully. He was rushing her into something she wasn't ready for. Um, But it does kind of leave us with the big problem hanging over Aiden and Carrie, which is... You know, how can it end? You know, because if if she walks away from him again, wow, what a bitch. Uh, this is why I'm so, um, this is why I'm worried, because I do not want it to end with her with him having sold her um identity away. Like Yeah. But I feel like we're running out of alternatives and we're also running out of episodes. If it doesn't mm-hmm. crash and burn in the next episode, I'm gonna be very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was, I somewhat believed Carrie and Aiden more this week mm. in that, like, having, so let's bear in mind, this is only Aiden's third week back mm. um, and yeah. they're moving in together. This is wild times. Um, I think it's, I, you see, I've never got back together with an ex. Actually, one once I did, and there is, an element where you can somewhat pick up where you left off. So you're not having to do the awkward first dates because you already know each other. So I can see why it would be slightly quicker, given that they have a whole lot of history, in the words of Girls Aloud. Um, But, wow, it's moving fast. But, like, I love the throwback of Aiden dancing around in his Y-fronts again. So it's been a while since he's danced around in his wife runs. And again, I liked um, something this show has done very well is mm-hmm. like showing like, yes, he, he has a, a great body, um, mm-hmm. John Corbett, but it's an older person's body, definitely. And they just yeah. they showed it unflinchingly, which and he mm-hmm. he seemed really down for it and stuff. I liked I liked that. Well, he's been working out very hard and wants to show off his bod. Yeah. Um, so I, I did. I thought. I thought that Carrie and Aiden had a lovely dynamic, wonderful chemistry. Um, and because obviously we finally get to meet Kathy. Yes. Kathy, who is identical twins of Fern. Yes. Um, Miranda's, <laughs> Miranda's evil co-worker from season six. We're back in the multiverse. Um, <laughs> like this, like truly does HBO only hire five cast members. <laughs> so this is the second identical twin slash clone of and just like that season two after Carrie's Carrie's tech millionaire shag. Yeah. Um she also so it's Rosemary DeWitt mm-hmm. uh, is the actor. And she is also, did you know this bit of trivia, married to Ron Livingston in real life, who plays Burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's all too much. So was she married to him back in the day as well? When how long have they been married for? I don't know, but maybe that's the connect maybe that's how she got the gig. But then I think Fern appeared before Burger, I don't know actually. No, season six. Well it depends, because I'm not sure, did Fern appear twice? Was she also the woman who tried to outlaw Dress Down Friday? Yeah, but I think Fern we only saw Fern once. I think possibly that I think it maybe we're conflating two horrid co-workers into one. <laughs> but yeah, she's definitely the one who calls Miranda up for leaving early and prompts Miranda to um, utter the immortal line, way to watch my back, Fern. Yeah. Um, and we said on the podcast that we hate Fern. 
we hate Fern, and we also hate Kathy. Do we hate Kathy? I I don't know. So I know that was an awkward fucking brunch. Look at it that way. I know Rosemary Dewitt from United States of Tara. She's like the the crazy sister in United States of Tara, and she's amazing. okay. I've never seen I've never seen that. Okay. Um, I thought I wrote in my notes that it was a reasonable request from Kathy. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, with it the was kids. The, the kids' boot was fine. It was the you can't hurt Aiden again. Felt like massively overstepping. Kind of. Yeah, and like Carrie was, Carrie held it together well, but you could tell Carrie was pissed off, and I'd be pissed off. Like something I really hate is when people like state the obvious. It's like it would make mm-hmm. me want to turn around and be like, "Oh, actually, no. Oh, actually, thanks. I was thinking of cheating on him again, but now that you said that, I won't." <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. really patronizing. Like a really, a really minor example of it is when I was a teenager and my mum used to say, like, it'd be like apocalyptic weather outside. My mum always used mm. to say, make sure you take a jacket. And I used to be an arsehole and I used to be like, oh no, thanks mum. I was thinking of just going out in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> See, Carrie wouldn't do that because she's very old fashioned. Yes. And it was kind of giving vibes of that incredibly terse meeting that she had with Natasha Big in season one, mm. um, where she can... She, even in the face of great adversity, she kind of holds her own and kind of, you know, but then similarly, she doesn't acquiesce or back down. And she kind of does say to Kathy, yes, I'm very well aware of that, actually. And I have no intention of hurting Aiden. Yeah, she's quite, she's not, um, she doesn't, doesn't respond angrily, but she certainly responds like frostily. Yes, um, it was quite a frosty encounter. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Um... Not helped again. We frosty is the word I've used to describe Carrie quite a lot. Since yeah, we lost her voiceover. Yeah, um, like even her responding to news of Brady and Lily possibly having sex. I found that a bit kind of like yeah, a, bit, a right. little bit cool. Like she just like was like, like I like, do not want to know this information. Chilling. <laughs> just and just walked away. Mind you, the the young Carrie did have her frosty moments, definitely. But like you yeah. said, like without the voiceover, it just gives it that extra sort of punch and makes her seem like. And a bit I wonder a... as well because she's not the smiliest of actors, isn't mm, it? That's true, actually. Um, and like when she does smile, it feels like she does that whole slur. <laughs> and maybe, maybe like, like a look, maybe like a look back. <laughs> yeah. There's that. There's the short clip I love of um when she's like sipping a cocktail. Um, and she's like, you just don't get it. <laughs> and then she like looks mm-hmm. back from like, I think season six. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, slightly frosty, but uh, I think Dylan, we're just going to have to accept, I think we're meant to just think that Carrie and Aiden are back together. Although there's a seed of, the, I've got a seed of hope because I'm really not here, for, like, I'm really not here for Carrie and Aiden getting back together and her selling her apartment and everything. Um, I've got a seed of hope from Miranda because did you see Miranda's face again when Carrie was like, I'm selling the apartment? Miranda like gasped and was like, mm-hmm. are you sure? Um, and it's got shades of Miranda, how Miranda behaved when Carrie was moving to Paris with Petrovsky. Miranda was really exactly, like, yeah. Miranda was really like, look, you, you, I feel like you're losing yourself and like, it's mm. this is not true to you. So we'll see. But yeah, I think maybe this could be it could be Carrie and Aiden. Is Aiden going to dump her because the kids don't like her and 
Oh, if, if he dumped her, that could be a way it could end. If he dumped he her. He can dump her. I think he can dump her. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to wrap up this season, if not the entire series, with, I'm afraid, Carrie ending up with Aiden. I think we're meant to believe it. I think we're meant to buy it. I'm afraid. Mm. I think the scene, the scene where Carrie confesses to Aiden that Kathy has said, look, you can't break his heart. And then I quite, I quite liked, and this slipped in very cleverly as well. I never say shit about her boyfriend. So this is not Kathy being jealous. Kathy has met somebody new as well. And Aiden says, we're going to hurt each other. You know, you're going to hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. That is absolutely how it goes. Um, But you're right. The bigger red flag is selling the apartment. Yeah. Because there's no need. Carrie is a millionaire many times over. She could rent, you know, she hung on to that apartment when she was married to Big. You know, that that apartment, you know, Charlotte uses it to get away from her children. You know, it's kind of, yeah. Um, There's no need for her to sell it. Yeah. Um, I so wasn't here for... What Carrie being like, and now we have no place to live. Like, yeah, well, you've got a gorgeous apartment in Greenwich Village or an amazing farmhouse in Virginia, but go off. Yeah, like, like <laughs> why don't you shut the fuck up? Aiden is choosing not to go into your beautiful apartment. Yeah, and that was vaguely addressed in the conversation in the toilet mm-hmm. between her and Seema. Um, yeah. Carrie was, the Seema was a bit like, is he really still not? He just won't go there at all. And Carrie's like, no. Idiot. Um. Uh, Yeah, I can't get my head around that. It's like, it's time to move on. Although, do we think Carrie is going to somehow sell it to Lizette? Um, Yeah, I think she'll sublet it to Lizette. Well, no, she told Seema. um, Well, she told Seema she wanted to buy the enormous house. Yeah. Um. Which was ridiculous, but beautiful. It was very beautiful. I mean, beautiful. it was stunning. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think maybe she'll sublet it to Lisette and then the apart- and then it's still there. In her- She still mm. has it. Yeah, I don't know. The gay guys are kicking me out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <Okay>. homophobia. <laughs> Is- Does it matter that they're gay, Lisette? <laughs> God, these gays! Just He's- evicting people! <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, the line, I scoffed at the line, no matter how many FaceTimes are turned away from me, I will not turn away from you. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What what a piece of dialogue, yeah. Um, so yeah, as as far as we know, we have two episodes left. Um, we, we still, we've not seen Samantha or Sam Smith yet. (laughs) (laughs) To look forward to, we have Samantha and Sam Smith. Um... (laughs) So yeah, let's let's see what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, let's take a little break and deal with the other twenty-five characters. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a second. Don't move a muscle. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Welcome back. So I got to thinking, we're talking about season two of And Just Like That, episode nine, There Goes the Neighbourhood. Okay. I feel at this point, you know what would be cool? Like a wheel. wheel. Spinning (laughs) wheels to to randomly assign who we're going to talk about With everyone's, with photos of everyone's heads (laughs) heads on it. And then if, and then we have like an allotted amount of time. And if it doesn't land on them, we just don't talk about them. (laughs) Um, let's talk, let's do, let's get the OGs out of the way. Charlotte and Miranda this week. Um, first of all, let's talk about the most important thing, which is Miranda's costume when she looks around the flat. Yes, <gasps> the suit. I wrote that down. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. The you best, know- the be- although actually her purple dress from last week as well, stunning. Who is styling the show? Cynthia Nixon looks divine. Do you know what? All the styling this week I really liked. I loved a lot of Carrie's outfits. Um, Mm -hmm. When Carrie goes to her apartment um, and she's got the side ponytail and the like gypsy gypsy dress silhouette. Mm -hmm. It was like very OG Sex and the City Carrie. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved it. And yeah, Miranda's... I thought she looked stunning at the fundraiser as well, at Harry's fundraiser. I thought she looked quite stunning yeah but yeah the styling 10 out of 10 this week mm-hmm. um, oh, but Ma- i think the reason that miranda's suit feels so triumphant is that it feels like a throwback to season one power dressing miranda very that like, can you remember when can you remember when she dresses as a lesbian when she's pretending to be a lesbian with sid with sid and she yeah. wears the suit and tie yeah it felt very like a throwback to that she looked absolutely exquisite yeah stunning that green that green with her red hair yeah oh perfection um and that's all that matters <laughs> um other than that <laughs> she is um the the slow reveal horror that there is only one bathroom in naya's apartment and she has to go through the bedroom to get to it that used to be true kerry does love it when i give her a shout out on this podcast <laughs> when Ke- when kerry lived on ventnor villas um, in Hove She doesn't live there anymore So she's moved It's fine I can reveal her address When Kerry lived on Ventnor Villas There was one bathroom in, in the apartment And you had to go through The bedroom To get to it Yeah So if you ever crashed If you ever It was when I was living in London If I ever came down Either You know We just had to share The same bedroom Or you sort of Tipped her through Kerry's bedroom In the middle <laughs> of the Don't mind me Just going for a night wee Hi <laughs> Um why is Miranda still living at Naya's? I'm so confused. Just rent somewhere. Surely she's quite rich. Yeah, she? you would think so. Uh, yeah, I, I feel, and she's, there are now two main characters who have like multiple properties in, in, in this show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm quite confused about, so she, yeah, so she goes back to their house to shower. 
So where do we think Naya lives? Is Naya in Brooklyn as well? I think where to assume... That seems feasible. Yeah, yeah. I think where to assume that Naya's in Brooklyn or like Central, maybe. I don't know. But the flat... The flat... Was, there, was there a line of dialogue that Naya was very close to Miranda so it was easier for her to pop home? Yeah. I think a few weeks ago, there might when Naya first suggested Miranda moving in, possibly there was a bit of dialogue about her not having to go as far. Yeah. Um. So... Because she can't do her morning piss. God, I would have just gone in the sink, if I'm honest. Yeah, same. I thought that. I can't. <laughs> it's the first thing I do in the morning, obviously. Um, <sighs> so for whatever reason, Miranda goes back to Brooklyn, where she sees Lily emerging from Brady's room. Yeah. I like, I mean, like is a strong word. But obviously, that's one of our ongoing plots this year, which is Miranda trying to encourage Brady to go to college and I think um, it's, I like it too, because it's very, well, I feel like we're getting back now to Miranda as a pro, as yeah. actually Miranda. And it and it is very Miranda to be like a bit of a pushy. Helicopter a, parent. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a pushy parent. Um, yeah, I like that. It feels genuine. So also that I did know that I think Lily will be a good year and a half younger than Brady. Um, because if we think. Obviously, Lily arrives at the very end of season six, and Miranda gives birth in season four. So, depending on well, I noticed, I know, about. I noticed they were careful to put in a line of dialogue where Lily says, oh, "We haven't chatted properly since we were at summer camp, and I was twelve and he was 14. So that yes. like tells viewers, like, "Don't worry, Brady's not ten years older than Lily." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We could we could have worked out. We're all yeah. Sex and the City fans. It's fine. Yeah. Um. And we know Lily lost her virginity two weeks ago. Anyway, yeah. it's fine. Although, again, virginity doesn't exist. Doesn't. It's not something you can have or lose. It's it's a magic. It's, it's a, a magical. It's a magical. It doesn't matter. Um, you might as well say you lost your mermaid tail. It doesn't. One, not a thing. <laughs> one criticism I had of uh, Miranda was. When she said, as much as like I liked her being a pushy parent, she said, my only child is making French fries for a living. I don't want his life's achievement to be mastering the crinkle cut. Um, <laughs> one career path isn't more valid than or less valid than another. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I wrote this in my notes because it made me think like um, sort of in, in COVID, in the depths of COVID era, uh, mm-hmm. I worked in a pub, obviously at the stage when pubs were open. Um and like told all my friends I was like oh I'm working in a pub it's really fun and one friend in particular was very well meaning but was accidentally really patronizing and was would... it me no it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> you but they would they would send me like links to journalism jobs and be like oh I hope you find something soon and it's kind of like thank you but I I have found something like it counts as a job working in a pub (laughs) do you know what I mean like um so yeah just interesting the way people different people's minds work with things like that it's a lot to do with ego I think as well I think some people see things as you want to see something as beneath you if you place yourself on a pedestal yeah um Mm. and I, I was I was really raised to think you always have to have money coming in mm. and that is the most important thing and you know when you know when my mum and dad broke up my mum was a cleaner for a while you know then she ended up working sort of doing some like factory work kind of which, which she could do from home mm. um so you know there was you know just you always have to have money coming in you know I started in a fish and chip shop you know it's kind of yeah as long as there's money coming in and also as well I think 
and I don't know if this is true in America as it is in the UK, I think there is a, a growing recognition that the debt you get from university is such an albatross yeah. that that actually is it is it worthwhile kind of always, you know, especially when some of the richest people I know are don't want to name names, so don't want to land anyone in trouble, but it, it's people who went into construction. Oh yeah. And and while the construction industry isn't ironproof, it was one of the industries that could keep going during COVID. So it was plague proof. Yeah. Um, you know And it is like that- I suppose it's like the definition of essential, isn't it? Like constru- like yeah. we need to be able to construct things. That's how we've become the human mm. race. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> and this this is someone I know who doesn't have a bunch of sort of academic qualifications, but is a bona fide millionaire. Mm. And that's because he has his own business. He can hold people for hostage because do you know what I can't do? Make my attic conversion. But he can. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's 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 a thing. It's a real skill. So I think, and even if we stay within the realm of sex in the city, you know, Steve has done all right for himself. Yeah. You know. Scout. As a bartender slash now. Although Scout serving food, is that where he's making fries? Do you know what I bet Scout does? Small plates. <laughs> Here's your prawn. That'll be thirteen dollars. Here's one arancini ball for for twenty dollars. Thanks. Um. So yeah. So Lily and Brady shag. Yeah. This would send me into a because there is. It's that thing. So it's family friends, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. icky when when I once made out with one of my mum's friend's kids and <laughs> we had known each other since we were really young. And at the time we thought nothing of it. It was just sheer proximity. It was just how convenient that we're on holiday together. Let's snog. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, looking back, we'd known each other since we were babies. <laughs> Not okay. Well, is it? It's fine. Again. I mean, it is fine. Convenience is key, isn't it? Yeah, it is fine. But yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It's she does strange. refer to Auntie Miranda though. When Charlotte refers to please, Auntie Miranda is really worried. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> which makes them non-biological cousins. Um I like I like Lily's ring pull earring. It's only in it for oh, but that. she's got a pink like ring pull earring. Um oh. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, we always say Lily's the devil, the devil child, but I really like Lily. <laughs> oh, yeah, incredibly she. Yeah. yeah, she's like the Catherine Murtoy of Unjust Like That. Yeah, she's, she's giving some very sort of um, kind of chaotic evil energy that I'm really here for. Yeah, she's sort of like um, Olivia Rodrigo via, I don't know, someone else. <laughs> yeah. Power of privilege. The power of privilege, yeah. Was that what it was called? Yeah, power yeah. Power of privilege, yeah. Um, Enough of that malarkey anyway. Um, Let's move on to the surprise. And this speaks really highly of Karen Pittman, Mm. where she hasn't been in two episodes this season and she's only in about three scenes in this episode. And yet she is, she has this kind of real presence. Yeah, she does. Kind of, and and I think it's it's a very clever thing when you can take it, a little thread that is played for laughs, which is Naya discovering the joys of casual Tinder sex. Yeah. Um, with a man who is kind of like 2023 Smith Jared. Yeah. Um not my bag. Like happy not my bag at all. <laughs> no, is that not for you? I thought you'd like the long hair. I do like surfy vibes. I do like long hair on a man, but not 
that that man not that man (laughs) i'm sure he's lovely Um, no i I didn't fancy him either but um lovely bottom i'll say really lovely bottom yeah and nice back yeah i don't know and he does loads of orgasms on naya yeah but then and this is fucking brutal she found out that andre is having a baby on instagram which is rough of andre to not tell her yeah that is fucking rough yeah oh unacceptable andre rashid in the sea you go and then you're you're right karen Pittman's great she does she does a great like face change just her face Mm. just like goes gray and she's like yeah you can leave now to the man um because i mean that's that's not on her but given what andre and naya went through in terms of ivf and their journey trying to conceive for andre to um be having a baby on the way and to not give naya a heads up before it's posted on instagram trash fucking unacceptable trash i would be livid yeah livid do we think it is it the singer songwriter that we glimpsed last season as well? Yeah, or earlier this season. Well, it was yeah. a blonde. It was a blonde white lady in like yeah. a bad dress. <laughs> <laughs> Same one. To add insult yeah. to injury. <laughs> so he's he's having a showman's with whoever he's touring with, mm. and now she's knocked up. Yeah, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Naya has been having plenty of sex this season as well. But to not give your ex a heads up uh-uh. is rough. Uh-huh. No way. Nope. Um, meanwhile, Seema is getting it on with our Taika Waititi... What's his name? Ravi? Ravi? Ravi, Sunday? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Who is a director. I thought he was an actor, but he's actually a director. Yeah, yeah. And what it's... was the name of the film he makes Nepa- that Aiden is obsessed with? Napaka Pau. I wrote it down phonetically. Oh, I don't... Nepal Kapow. Nepal Kapow. So it'll be Nepal Kapow, right? So he's meant to be Nepalese. Okay, got you. Um, but they're talking that it's a riff on uh, RRR because the scene yes, that they talk. Have the you tigers. Seen... Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that movie? I am familiar with the scene with the tigers, uh-huh. but I've not seen the film. Apparently, it's amazing. Oh my god, it's in... it's my easily my favorite action film of the last like five years. It's incredible. Oh, okay, um, RRR. Let's get into it. And it's like. Uh, super camp as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like crazy Matrix style action interspersed with dance numbers. It's it's amazing. 11 100%. 11 out of 10. That can be tonight's activity. I'm not doing anything tonight. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, we're on. It is three hours long. <laughs> oh, Dylan. And oh, it was all going so well. My, it's got to, it's got to at least have Captain America in if I'm going to sit there for three hours. But I will say both, hours. that both of the lead roles are extremely tasty. Okay, I'll see. I'll flirt it down the river and see what Max says. Let's see. Three three hour action dance spectacular. <laughs> um, so yeah, Seema, but Seema is saying to Carrie, like, he's so wrong for me. Um, but I think he's perfect why for her. Do, I don't understand why he's wrong for her. Yeah, because it was, she, she says that she sees, like, actresses sliding into his DMs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think they're really well matched. Please, I would love somebody to have some sort of a conversation about non-monogamy. Yeah. That yeah. would be really nice. Why why can't Seema and Ravi be together, but then he can still fuck an actress if he wants to fuck an actress? Yeah, I mean, slightly with Che and Miranda. Like, Che's character is, I think, non-monogamous, aren't they? Where, where 
were to assume. But then they weren't. It still feels oh, like yeah. monogamy is definitely presented as the ideal. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, it is ideal if you are monogamous, and non-monogamy is something that somebody has to tolerate. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we'll get it from the gays, from um, Anthony, Anthony and, and Giuseppe. Should we move on to them? Yeah, we had like sort of... I find this plot slightly vexing, I must admit. But it's just a bit, go. it's just a bit uh, meandering, strangely. Um, they had sort of sex in the bathroom, but we didn't really see, they both No, like... it was worse, they were in Lily's bedroom, which oh, I God. also found a bit creepy. Because <laughs> they went looking, it was in Lily's bedroom, so that's why they went looking for Lily and Brady. Yes. Were they at Charlotte's house? Yes, they were at Charlotte's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. So Anthony is getting a handy in Lily's bedroom, which I'm not entirely, that's a bit weird as well, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable getting a handjob in a child's bedroom. <laughs> They're not children. That has been made very clear. Although Rock and Lily share a room, of course. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a child's bedroom. Um, a minor's bedroom. Giuseppe says, five dinners with no dick is not very gay. Yeah, um, that's, that's the line that I've seen shared to death on social media. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Evan Ross Katz. I find that, because I, uh, I I do our, our social media, and I find myself sometimes having to beat Evan Ross Katz to the punch because he's so quick with posting, so posting quick, memes. Yeah. Um, him and Ryan Scott are the main offenders. <laughs> well, um, to be fair, they do that almost professionally. True. We, ha- we have day jobs. <laughs> We've got lives. But in... We Evan. have lives, Evan. Not all of us can <laughs> post so quickly on Instagram. My job is not beach. My job is not <laughs> social media. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Anthony, I don't know. I feel like they've changed Anthony's character and they've been guilty of this a few times. They've changed Anthony's character to fit this mm-hmm. storyline. I think his insecurity about being older is kind of interesting. Um, he says like, would you? Would, he, would a gorgeous young man like you really be interested in me? Um... Which is interesting because we kind of uh, touched on that last week. We kind of mm. said, would they be together? Um, but yeah, we've established that it is genuine. Giuseppe has dual citizenship. Um, yeah, we'll see. But weirdly, like as much as I asked for this, I don't really care. <laughs> well, again, I think the problem is I don't particularly like Anthony. <laughs> so kind of, that's why I find it hard to believe that Giuseppe likes him. Yeah. I find him a bit toxic, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mm. So, but we'll see. I mean, Giuseppe, I, I, I don't particularly fancy Giuseppe either. I don't find him particularly interesting. So, <laughs> Thanks, Do you know fine. who I did fancy um, in this episode? Who? Toby, the person who comes into the veterinary surgery. I thought they were very sexy. I thought Che and Toby's chemistry was good. Mm. Um, not my shape. You know, I like really big, big Vikings. Vikings, yeah. So that's not really my jam. Um, um, of 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 the new cast, Ravi would be the one who I would be most interested in. I think. Oh, actually, yeah, probably the new men, mm. Ravi mm-hmm. or um, actually Herbert. I think yeah, Herbert's really sexy. Ravi as well. or Herbert, yeah. Um, um, in the veterinary surgery, <laughs> one mm-hmm. of there were one of two times in this episode that I really laughed. This one was like a laugh and an eye roll. The fact that the fucking cat rescue center is called Angelical Cats. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't. Sure. I can't. Shout out to Ilana Glazer getting a name check as well. Yes. Oh, and then the other bit I laughed at was when Anthony's like trying to get out of the, trying to get out of bringing Giuseppe upstairs. 
and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. let me let me help this sweet old lady. And she's like, it's me, Edie. I'm 57. I just stopped dyeing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Edie. Um, oh. um, let's move on to Lisa and Herbert. Twist. Lisa, pregnant. What? Yeah. I mean, it- I think, I wonder if they're going to do a later in life abortion storyline. Do you know what? I really hope they do. And I'm going to tell you why. Because reproductive rights are so under threat in America at the oh moment. Oh my God. It would be really important, I think, to see a wealthy, upper class woman choosing to have an abortion because it is just not right for her. They've already got, I want to say, four, three kids, three kids, four kids. Yeah. They have many kids. Her husband is running for political office. She has got a film coming out. I would be really interested. That is not a plot line I've ever seen on TV mm. where a mature woman who isn't in some sort of desperate Juno-like situation where, you know, she's not a schoolgirl, she hasn't been raped, you know, her life isn't in peril. This is a woman making a mature decision to have a termination because it is the wrong time in the life for her. Yeah. You know, I would. that's something I would really, really like to see. Do I think they're going to do that? No. Um, I'm not sure. I think... They could. Um, if there's one thing, a, a very positive thing about Unjust Like That is it is daring and it takes risks. Not all of them pay off. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It might. I really hope it does. And I actually hadn't considered that. And um, it's interesting that they, in this episode, in the same breath as say as revealing that she was pregnant, also touch on the fact that she's extremely busy and overworked. Mm-hmm. Mm, it could happen. I'll be very impressed if it does. I really, really hope it does. So this is why she keeps falling asleep. Um, obviously, she is menopausal though, as well. So it feels like um, mm. let's let's see, let's see. Maybe she wasn't menopausal. Maybe she was just pregnant. But let's let's see what happens with the Todd Wexleys. Um, yeah. God, I've got. F- okay, have we checked? We've checked everyone off. I think. Yeah, I was going to say I've got fatigue from going all through all the characters. I think um, we're okay, <laughs> but again, yeah, not, nothing groundbreaking happens this week. So there wasn't there wasn't anything big other than Carrie putting her flat on the market, which feels. I think we're meant to. I'm not sure how we're meant to feel. But it felt so. Let let's see. Yeah, it felt slightly like a filler episode, and I'm like, why mm, are you? Why are you doing filler episodes? You've only got eleven episodes, and you've got five thousand characters. We shouldn't be doing filler episodes. It needs to be like mm. plot, plot, plot. Um, I suppose that the problem is the the decision to bring in Aiden in episode. I want to say seven. Yeah, so to, not to bring him into episode seven. That's meant. A bit like with Petrovsky, although that said, Petrovsky had a good 12 episodes, mm. you know, for us to get into that. Whereas Aiden, it's all moving really fast. And they could have brought Aiden in sooner. You know, we didn't need. Yeah. We didn't need the guy, the tech bro, did we? We didn't need him. So it's. um. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's see. Let's see what happens. We've got two episodes left, everyone. Um, A final thought in my notes mm-hmm. i'm not buying for a second that charlotte and miranda would go to chipotle for lunch <laughs> yes <laughs> speaking of evan evan has also pointed out that he's not quite buying they would go to chipotle oh really um <laughs> yeah a, a lot of it feels like almost dare i said product placement oh yeah chopped salads last week as well yeah. which is a big 
salad chain. Do we have chopped in the UK? Uh, They're everywhere in New York. I saw a, there's one on every corner. Oh, uh, right. No, I don't think we have it here. But yeah, Chipotle, no way. <laughs> um, yeah, God. Just Grubhub. Grubhub got a mention as well. Grubhub. That, that's the American equivalent of Deliveroo. Yeah. Um, I was very reliant on Grubhub while I was in the middle of Illinois, trapped in a hotel in the middle of a motorway. So <laughs> I became very familiar with Grubhub. I think the delivery men all knew me. Hi again. <laughs> Three meals a day. Thanks. Um, yeah. So yeah, Chipotle. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte's Charlotte swerved Chipotle. Yeah, Charlotte's like, rightly. I don't have an appetite. I don't want to eat your sloppy food. Another you another know? person pissed off at Charlotte. <laughs> he was he was pissed off again. I wonder if that's how this season ends, but with Charlotte just being killed by some sort of service clerk, some hospitality yeah. person who's like, not today, not today, say the scourge of uh, the scourge of New York's hospitality sector, Charlotte York Goldenblatt. Um, God, it feels like a hundred years ago since she was in that clothing reselling place. Yeah, <laughs> it was like four weeks ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, a life, a lifetime in Sex and City terms. I have some more listener messages. Yay! We're getting lots. Keep them, keep them coming. Um, so this first one is from Becky, mm-hmm. and she's playing catch up with our podcast. So she, I think, uh, so she's just reached where we talk about the OG Sex in the City, A Woman's Right to Shoes, um, where Carrie, remember, gets her shoes stolen from the party. Uh And Becky says, I'm a massive fan of the podcast. I'm listening to A Woman's Right Right to Shoes. I had a similar situation where I lent my iPod Nano, showing my age, to a friend, and it was stolen from her locker at work, and I made her give me the money for it. In 2010, that was about £120, (laughs) which I Uh saved months to buy. Felt badly to have to do it to, to a friend, but it was a lot of money. So I feel for Carrie, but I hate the shoes. Um, <laughs> iPod Nano, wow. I know. And 120 quid for an iPod Nano. Jesus. Um, the next one's from Catherine. We've got some more Virginia intel. So Catherine oh, is another listener who lives in Virginia. Um, but she's from the UK originally. And she mm-hmm. says, I have to tell you, I laughed my head off when I found out Aidan's rustic farmhouse is meant to be in Norfolk, Virginia. As a Brit who has been living in Virginia Beach right next to Norfolk, I can tell you there's nothing rustic about it. It has the world's largest naval station <laughs> and, is, and is a pretty rundown city. Virginia Beach, where I live, is nicer, but definitely still not rustic. Suffolk, Virginia would have worked better and then they still could have had the UK-US place name mix oh, up. Yeah. Um, she also sent a message... Uh, a while ago that I never got around to reading out where she made a very good point. Um, it's uh, in regards to discussing children and having children which and reproduction and adoption, which mm-hmm. we've discussed quite a lot. Um, and she said, when discussing child issues, it'd be great if you could also include the childness, the childless, not by choice perspective. Our community are those who know we will never have children, no surrogacy, adoption, etc., but wish that that were the case. Um, so yeah, that adds like an interesting dimension to like discussing having kids. Yeah. Cause I mean, that was almost the plot with Charlotte, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, when she first meets Harry Goldenblatt and she tells him, I may not be able to have children. Mm. And he's like, meh, what are you going to do? Adopt. Um, yeah. 
So they chose to adopt, yeah. I mean, and some I remember when some of my friends were struggling to conceive and I, I sort of tried to, and I don't know if this is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but I was like, but what about adoption? What about surrogacy? And that just wasn't right for them. Yeah. And I think, and the point Catherine's making, which I didn't consider, to be fair, is there are some people who, whatever reason, can't adopt. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, there's that as well. So, yeah. Um, And then a final one, short and sweet, from Dan H., who messaged in just saying, I need Seema to peg Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dan H. <laughs> that, and I think that gets listener letter of the week. Thank you very much. And on that, on that. well, we're going to leave you with the image of Seema pegging Steve. <laughs> um, and I hope that will stay with you all week. And we will see you next what week. What is it? Just like that, episode 10. What's going to happen? Until then, like and subscribe and take care. Bye for now. Bye. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 